Thank you for joining in for this City Lights Church podcast. We're a new church in the north of Brisbane, and you can find out more about us at www.citylights.community. We hope that this podcast encourages you in your journey of following Jesus. Well, what a privilege it is that I get to speak to you today. I'm really excited. Um, I think God is going to do something powerful. And it's, it's really cool. I have my parents here today. This is Michael and Virginia. You can give them a round of applause. Why not? My mom loves it. My dad's dying. It's fine. Everything. <laughs> he's, like, he's like me. You know, like if I'm sitting there and the attention's on me, it's like, oh my gosh, leave. Oh. Stop. It's like, if I can go under the seat, I would. Um, But I am the youngest child of my parents, so that means that they love me the most. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not true. But I'm the youngest. Any any youngest in the house? Yeah, okay. Andrew, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. Yep. I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm the youngest, um, and um, I love being the youngest. It's the best because the rules don't apply to me, of course. Yeah, right? But in saying that, like, I was always the kid that, like, wanted to do the right thing. Like, my parents will tell you these stories of, like, I, I hated doing wrong things. Like, I was like, okay, this is the right thing to do, and I know this is the wrong thing to do. Everything was black and white. So I was like, okay, this is good, and this is, this is wrong. And when I would make a mistake, which did happen, surprisingly, it did happen. I made mistakes. But when I did, I would be, like, I'd be so sad. Like, all my mum would have to do is say my name, Stephanie, the full name, Stephanie, like in a stern voice, and I would burst into tears. I'd be like, I'm sorry, Mum, I'm sorry. Like, I immediately knew that I did something wrong and I was, I was distraught. Like, she didn't, she didn't, well, they did punish me, but she didn't really have to because I was already crying about it and I was already sad. And so I, like, always wanted to do the right thing, right? And so I took this into, which is, you know, like kind of a good thing, right? But I took this sometimes into my relationships. And so I would try and work to get people's approval and get people's love. I was like, I'm going to be a really good person. That way everyone will like me, right? I mean, you know, everyone likes to be liked, right? It's like a good thing. But yeah, so I would like try and do things and maybe like even change myself to be liked by people. And this also transferred when I became a Christian into my relationship with God. And so when I uh, first started my relationship with God, I was, I was working to try and get God's approval and God's love. Even though I was already saved, even though I'd accepted him, I was working. I was, I was like, okay, I read the Bible and I was like, great. Here's all the things that I have to do to get approval from God and get God to love me, which is not true. But when I encountered the presence and the power of God, I realized that I don't have to work. I realized that God already approves of me. He already loves me. And that changed everything. And maybe you're like me, you, um, you kind of like, in your, in your default, you kind of st- try and strive and earn and work and prove yourself to, to God, maybe to other people as well. Maybe that's your default. That was my mindset. That was my, that was my default. Or maybe your de- default is a little bit different to mine. And I say this with the love in my heart, but maybe your Christianity is a little bit passive. You're like, cool, yeah, like I know God. 
I'm saved and like I'm good. I'm good. And, and you don't really outwork your Christianity. You don't really outwork the things of God in your life. Maybe you don't really know the presence and the power of God. So maybe you're sitting back and that could be for a number of reasons. It could be busy. You could have family and life. Life is big. Life is full. It could be a little bit of fear of getting uncomfortable. I mean, like, it's hard to get uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable, right? It's uncomfortable. And so maybe you, like, sit back and you're like, okay, like, I'm good. I've got this. I'm fine. Maybe that's you. Maybe that's your, maybe that's your default. But I want to encourage you today. God has so much more for you. He has so much more for you, so much joy, so much life. There is more for you in God. Or maybe you're not like that at all. Maybe, maybe you started really well. You started passionate. You were on fire. You were like, yep, I'm following God and this is awesome. But then along the way, things have kind of like mellowed out. You kind of got like a little bit stagnant, a little bit dry for a number of reasons. Maybe, maybe not your fault. But everything's kind of, eh, it's all right. It's kind of like this. I want to encourage you, God has so much more for you. There is so much more in God for you. Your life does not have to be like this. How, how much you know God does not have to stay the same day to day to day. You can know God even better each day, each time you meet with Him. You can meet the presence and the power of God. The presence and the power of God is amazing. It is what transforms us. It is what transforms us from day to day to day. And we're, we're looking through Ephesians um, in this series that we're doing, and I've got the end of Ephesians. So I'm doing the very end part of chapter one. Sorry, not the end of Ephesians, end of chapter one. So let's quickly read, because there's some keys here that I want to point out to you in, in knowing God and knowing the presence and power of God. So Ephesians 1.15, Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in your prayers. So Paul here is, is talking to the Ephesians and he's praying for them. He's like, this is the prayer that I have for you. So this is the prayer that he's praying right now over us. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. It's kind of bolded. You can't really see it. But knowledge of him, it's important. We'll come back to that. The eyes, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the work of his mighty power. Whew. So Paul here is talking to the Ephesians and he wants them to know the power of the presence and power of God. He wants them to know God personally. And that's different, right? We know that that's different than knowing about God. There's a difference between knowing about God and actually knowing God. We know this in with our relationships with people, right? We think about uh, celebrities, actors. So Twinkie's favorite actor is Emma Thompson. Yes. Amazing. Emma Thompson is iconic. And so Twinkie could know so many details about Emma Thompson's life. Do you know her favorite color? 
Oh, okay. You don't. That's okay, but she could know that. Or she could know her favourite author. You know that one. Yes, Jane Austen. Jane Austen. Fun fact for you guys. <laughs> Emma Thompson's favourite author is Jane Austen. But she could know all of these details about her life. She could know everything. But until Twinkie actually meets Emma Thompson, actually has a friendship, a relationship with her, she doesn't really know her, does she? She doesn't really know who she is. She doesn't really know who she is as a person. She doesn't know who she is personally. And the same is for God. We can know so much about God. We can read the Bible and know all the details. But until we know Him personally, and He he invites us to know Him personally, He invites us to know His presence. He wants to know you, which is like crazy. How crazy is that? That God wants to know you and He wants to be known by you. So he prayed, uh, Paul prayed that the Ephesians would continually know God better. Continually know. Because Christianity, our Christianity is not static, right? We don't just know God and, and then that's it. No, we get to know him continually each day. We get to know God even better than, than, than before. Like last year, I was not here at all. <laughs> I wasn't in this building and I knew God. But now I know him better because I've spent time with him, because I've spent time in his presence and because I've experienced his power. And that is amazing that we get to know God better each day. And why? Why is it amazing? Because Jesus, his presence is life itself. It is life itself. Jesus is our source. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is sovereign. He rules and reigns. But not only that, He is joy. He is goodness. He is peace. And He offers that to us. Amazing. And you may be in here and maybe maybe you know about God, but maybe you know that you don't know God. And at the end, uh, when I finish speaking, I'm going to give you an opportunity to know God. I'm going to give you an opportunity to start that journey. So get ready. That's coming. Okay, so in Ephesians, Paul shows us three key parts in knowing the presence and power of God. Soak on that for a second. I'm going to get a drink of water. You can pause for a second. Thank you so much. All right, here we go. In Ephesians, he, throw, he shows us three areas of our journey with God. The beginning, the middle, and the end. Right? That's, that's a great story right there. Beginning, middle, and end. It is good. So in verse 18, he says, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. So this is the beginning, right? This is where we start. And if you think about it like a, like a race, okay? Any athletes in the house? Anyone? Okay, Twinkie's an athlete. <laughs> Andrew does mountain biking. Sure, that's, that's athletic. Um, <laughs> I am not an athlete at all. Um, I have very short legs, and so I can't run fast or for very long. One time in school, I actually came dead last in cross country. The last person out of like maybe 100 kids. So I felt really good about myself. No, but I was not made for running. But I know what it is to start a race, right? You've got to start well. And you've got to actually start. And here it is. This is the start. This is the beginning point. 
our calling. What does that mean? God calls us to salvation. He calls us and we get saved and we know God. It's the part where we're getting ready. We're getting pumped up, right? Our heart's beating. Maybe we feel like we're on the edge of something. We can feel the anticipation. And then we're like, yep, I want to know God. Yep, I want to receive Him as my Lord and Saviour. And now we start. That's our start. And this is our end. Here we go over here. We'll get back to the middle part in a second. The end, which is verse 18. Yes. What are the riches of the glory of our inheritance? I don't know whether you know this, but at the end of our life, God has actually promised us an amazing inheritance. Like it is insane so much that we can't actually imagine or understand what that is going to look like. But this is the finish line. We start and here we finish. We finish with a glorious inheritance where like sin is completely wiped away, where we get glorified in our bodies, whatever that means. We don't know what that will look like, but we'll be glorified. We're like, cool. All right. I'm shiny. I don't know. But we get that. We get an inheritance. That is the end point. So our calling is the beginning of the race and our inheritance, the riches and the glory of our inheritance is our end. But what about the middle? What about this middle part? What do we do with life on this earth? Well, he shows us in verse 19. And he says, That you may know what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to his mighty power, that, according to the working of his mighty power. So the beginning is our calling to salvation. The end is our inheritance and the power is what spans the interim. This is, this is our life here on earth, right? This is where we get to experience the presence and the power of God. Amazing. We get to know the Holy Spirit. He is the power of God. And did you know that it actually says in the Bible that the same power, the Spirit of God that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. He lives in us. That's crazy. We have the power that raised Christ from the dead. And this is not just power to see miracles, signs and wonders, although that's amazing. But His power empowers us to live this life, to live this life of faith, to continue on our journey, to keep going because we know it's hard. It is hard sometimes. Things come. But it is the Spirit and the power of God that keeps us going. It says in Romans 8, and I'm going to skip down to... No, I'm going to read the whole thing. Let's read the whole thing. Romans 8, 9. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. Praise God. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. And Christ lives within you, so even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life. Awesome. Because you have been made right with God. And the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus, from the dead, He will give you life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. He gives us life in our mortal bodies. That's this life that we get to live. He gives us life. But what does it look like if, if we don't have that power? We start the race over here. We're on the starting line and we're like, Whoo, we're ready to go. We experience God. We, we, we experience His presence. And then we start. And we start with God, but then like, 
like our energy goes way down. That's what it's like living our Christian life without the power of God. He is our energy. He is our sustainer to keep us moving, to keep us going. Like you could get to the end without the power of God, but like, ooh, it'll be hard. It'll be hard and it'll be like a continual uphill battle. And Jesus offers us, he says, there's a better way. Have my spirit, have my power, and I will empower you to live this life. But how does that work, right? Because, you know, it's like cool to do that on a Sunday, right? But what does that look like, you know, when, when you're sitting in traffic and, oh, my goodness, it's just not your day, and then someone cuts in front of you? What do you do? Well, the Spirit of God, maybe you don't have patience, Spirit of God will help you have patience. See, he continually transforms your life day to day if you allow him to. So maybe you're sitting in traffic and instead of saying something to that person that has just cut you off, you rep- respond in gentleness. Just say, bless you. Ah, I just bless you right now. Just bless that person. It's not what you wanted to say. But... You can allow the Holy Spirit to work in you to change your behaviors. Maybe it's for you loving those people that are annoying. (laughs) You know those people that just like rub you up the wrong way? You know, maybe you're working with someone. Maybe you're sitting beside someone. No, just kidding. Um, But those people that you just, like it's hard to love some people. It's hard to love, so we need the Holy Spirit to help us love them. Because Jesus loves them and we can receive his love for that person. It's hard to do it on our own, but we can. Maybe it's being kind to people who aren't kind to you. Maybe it's having faith. Maybe the Holy Spirit can empower you to have faith when you don't have faith, when it's hard. The Holy Spirit could give you joy for your day and week, not just, you know, happiness, but joy in your everyday, joy in your grind, maybe in that job that you don't like. Maybe in that relationship that is just really hard, he can give you joy if you allow him and he empowers you by his spirit. And he can either, even, even, that was a hard word to say, even, he can even empower you to live this life and choose righteousness over sin. That's what he can do. This is how we get through, through the power and the presence and the Holy Spirit. It is a continual journey. It's a race and it's a day-to-day. And every day you can know God more. Every day you can experience the power and the presence of God. Every day he can transform you into more and more like him. And then at the end we get the glorious inheritance and we will be like Christ. Amazing, amazing. And maybe maybe you're here and, and you, you haven't experienced the presence and the power of God. You started the journey with with God and you haven't experienced God's power, his spirit. Well, my prayer for you is this, that your heart may be enlightened to know God's presence and to know his power in you. I encourage you to open up your heart this week as you're driving to work, as you're going towards that meeting with that person that really annoys you. Open up your heart to Jesus and ask him to help you Love those people. Love those people. Have patience for those people. Allow him to teach you how to live like him. And it's a day-to-day. Sometimes it's harder than others. 
but we can live like him. Uh, Twinkie, could I get you to come up on the keyboard for me? Thanks, bro. Now, you may be here and you, you might be like, if you're honest, you don't know God. You don't know God. You might know about Him, but you don't know Him. I just want to give you an opportunity to start the race, to start the race with God, to start your journey. You may have been even been in church for a while, but you know you don't have a relationship with Him. You don't have the presence of God in your life. And so right now I'm going to ask everyone to close their eyes, bow their head. And if that is you, if you want to know Jesus, if you want to receive Him as your Lord and Saviour, would you raise your hand just so I know who that is so we can pray with you afterwards. Thank you, Lord. If you want to know God, if you want to surrender your life to Him, maybe this is not the first time that you've done this. Maybe you want to do it again. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. Amen. We can lift your your eyes. I just want to allow, we've got the keyboard playing behind us. And because we're talking about the presence and the power of God, I want to give us an opportunity to actually experience Jesus. Because the thing about God, you can know, you can have the knowledge of God, you can know Him in understanding. And you can know Him in experience. And both are needed. Both are needed. But I want to pray for two types of people today. And I'm going to ask you to come to the front to receive prayer. This might be a bit uncomfortable for you. That's okay. We're loving you. We love you and support you. So the first people, those who know, you know God, you call yourself a Christian, you, you know, you have a relationship with Him, but if you're honest, you haven't experienced the power and the presence of God. You haven't experienced the Spirit. You don't have that energy in your day. And you want to. You want to experience Jesus. And if you're honest, you say, I need the Spirit of God in my life. Perhaps if you're honest with yourself, you've, you've been a bit passive in your relationship. Maybe you want to take another step towards God. Maybe instead of sitting back, you want to go, nah, I'm in. I want the Spirit. I want what God has for me. I want it. So that's the first people I want to pray for. The second, those who want a fresh, fresh, fresh touch from God. You know God. You have a relationship with Him. You've known Him for a while. You have experienced Him. But maybe... As I said earlier, maybe your life is kind of like in a plateau. Maybe you feel like you're not going forward. And that could be because of life situations, could be because of your choices. But if you want a fresh touch from the Holy Spirit, if you want a fresh touch, you want to experience Him afresh, you want to start moving forward again and making strides with God. So that's the second people. If, you, if that is you, we're going to play some music. And I encourage you to walk forward because I want to pray with you. And I want to believe that the Holy Spirit is going to touch your life today. I believe that. I've been praying into this message and I know that Holy Spirit wants to do so much in your life. And if you want to experience that today, if you want to experience the Holy Spirit, would you come forward?
Thank you for listening. You can find out more about City Lights Church at www.citylights.community.